The Sons of Saturday podcast is brought to you by our friends at Main Street Pharmacy. Located right on Main Street in Blacksburg, Virginia, Main Street Pharmacy is proudly owned by a Hokie family and has been a partner of this podcast since 2020. MSP offers free delivery, curbside pickup, and vaccinations as well. If you are a student or resident in the Blacksburg area, you can always trust that at Main Street Pharmacy, you are not just a number, you are a neighbor. Sunday, February 5th. It's around 6.15. Sun is still down. We're still waiting for this daylight savings or daylight whatever it is to figure it out. But I'm getting tired of it being dark at 6 o'clock. I am joined today by John Camden, freshman forward, number 11, played 17 huge minutes for the Hokies in their win over UVA yesterday. John Camden, you are the athlete of the week. How you doing? What's going on, my friend? I'm doing great. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having me on today. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we're going to jump right into the UVA game real quick. And one of the biggest observations from that game was how well UVA guarded Hunter Couture for about 30, 30-ish minutes. But what kind of got lost in that is how well Virginia Tech guarded the best shooter for UVA, Isaac McNeely. And John Camden, in the 17 minutes you played, if you go ahead and you look at the box score, you see, okay, one rebound, one assist. Um, but what's lost in that is the fact that we were basically matching minutes with Isaac McNeely with you. So going into that game, talk to me a little bit about your strategy, tech strategy to go ahead and try to lock down one of the best shooters for UVA. Yeah, I think, uh, going in, the coaches kind of told me that that would be my matchup for the night. Um, and so like, like you said, I did kind of match minutes with him and he's a, he's a terrific shooter, a great player, um, you know, only a freshman for them. So, uh, definitely, definitely a tough matchup. Um, and he had some tough shots um, as well. But for the most part, um, we were able to uh, to handle uh, most of their guys um, and, and limit their, you know, touches and possessions. Um, so definitely a definitely a, a big team effort. Um, and, uh, yeah, I was happy to just contribute in any way that I could. One of the other kind of in-game questions that I wanted to ask you about is Sean Padula picks up his third and his fourth foul around the seven-minute mark. And we're kind of looking at each other in the stands and we're like, I don't, I don't know how we're going to get across the finish line here with Sean Padula, who plays 40 minutes a night. What was the messaging from the coaching staff? What was the messaging from the other players? Um, and I think it gets lost in the story of the game, how well we played defensively, specifically in those five minutes that Sean was on the bench. And MJ Collins was on the bench after taking a Floyd Mayweather type punch right to his nose. You kind of basically had to wrap it up without those two guys down the stretch. Yeah, I mean, the the motto is always stay ready because, you know, in college basketball, stuff like this happens all the time. I mean, we, we rely so heavily on Sean because he's such a good player, uh, a good player for us. But like, like you said, he got in foul trouble. Um, and then, it, you know, MJ caught that elbow to the nose, which is brutal. Um, so we just I'm, – I'm just, you know, on the bench staying ready, um, as is everyone else. Um, so – I mean, I think that's the key um, when you're when you're coming off the bench for a really good team um, like Tech is just staying ready and, uh, you know, always know that your number can be called at any second. So just trying to stay engaged, stay locked in, you know, and if your number is called, then just being, being ready. 
So talking about that staying ready mentality, your playing time has really increased as the season's gone on. We got to see you from an offensive standpoint a lot in the Syracuse win that we had a couple of days ago. Um, but what would you attribute your increased role uh, to over these last couple of weeks? I would just uh, I would just give credit to my coaches and teammates on that um, because you know it can be easy to to hang your head or whatever the case is um, you know when you're not getting minutes and stuff like that. But like I said, they just uh, promote this stay ready mentality um, and just be ready for when your number's called. Um, and so I've just been, you know, getting my workouts in and continuing to stay in the gym um, during these you know, past couple months, uh, knowing that, you know, college basketball, anything can happen. It's a long season. Um, and so knowing that an opportunity is likely to come along the way. And, um, you know, it has for me, fortunately, over the past uh, couple games. And on that note as well, what are some of the biggest areas you're looking to improve upon on the back stretch of this season and also into the off season, whether that's with coach Jackson in the weight room, whether that's with any of the assistant coaches uh, and skills and drills, what are kind of the biggest focuses for you right now? Yeah. So for right this, right this moment, uh, I would say the biggest thing for me is just getting comfortable out there. Um, like you said, you know, my minutes uh, were a lot less uh, earlier in the season uh, compared to what they are right now. Um, and so just getting comfortable, comfortable out there is huge. Um, and just kind of gaining confidence, which just comes with experience um, and that's what I've been uh, kind of aiming to do these past couple of games. Um, you know, and I've seen a difference and I, I know it'll continue to grow my confidence out there. Um, and then in terms of, um, you know, basketball wise, I would say the biggest thing I've improved on thus far, I would say is defense. Uh, when I got here, I definitely was not a good defender at all. Um, and I'm still nowhere near, uh, you know, where I need to be or where I can be. Um, but I've definitely improved a lot on that on that end because the coaches, you know, they harp on it to me uh, and we work on that a lot. Um, so I would say defense is, uh, would say, the biggest thing I'm looking to improve upon. And not to harp on it, y'all did go through a really tough stretch a few weeks back. And again, you have testament in the team culture from not just the head coach on down, but from the bottom up. Everybody seems to have a great culture, a great mindset, and a great, no matter what happens, we're going into the gym the next day, we're practicing, and we're getting next to the next opponent. What do you think helped this team really battle through that and then grab two massive wins on the other side of that slip? Yeah, I think, like you said, it's kind of just the mentality and the culture that we have. Um, we got coaches. There's a lot of coaches, um, you know, that would just, you know, slam the team when they when they lose certain games or make certain mistakes. But Coach Young is really, really good about just uh, staying positive and, and, and keeping a good outlook. Um, so when we went through that tough stretch, um, you know, the day-to-day -day vibes, you know, at practice um, and, you know, heading into game days, we were still we were still there mentally. Um, and, you know, we lost most of those games by, you know, one possession. So we always knew that we were, um, you know, those were games that we should have won. And, and we are one of the best teams in the ACC. Um, and so we, we've been able to stay positive um, and, and know that, our, you know, our time is coming and the, um, you know, the tables are going to turn real soon. Um, and they have, and we got to keep this momentum going. So moving on to some other higher level questions. Since you've arrived at Virginia Tech, what is the biggest challenge you've faced and what is the biggest lesson that you've learned? Oh, wow. Challenge I've faced. Challenge I've faced, I would say, I got to give a shout out to my man, uh, Darius Maddox. Uh, coming in every day, uh, you know, lacing up my sneakers, trying to guard that guy. And he, he's got me so much better on the deep defensive end. Um, but yeah, I would say challenges. Um, just guarding some of these guys in practice like we have a lot of veterans and they're, they're super talented um, and they've got me so much better um, each and every day in practice um, and then one of the biggest lessons I've learned um, is 
I would say you just never you never know when your opportunity is going to come. So you, you always have to be prepared. Um, that, that would be the biggest advice I could give. Um, and the lesson I've learned um, is because you just never know, you know, like I said, when your number can get called. Um, so you just always have to stay ready because if you're ready, if you're not ready when your number is called, you know, when you get in there, then you miss a, a huge opportunity. Um, and so, yeah, that would be the biggest thing. It's just always lesson I've learned is just always staying in the gym, always just mentally preparing, um, you know, just in case you get that opportunity that you've been looking for. And last one before we move into rapid fire, I just want to give you an opportunity to tell us how much of a difference Castle Guard has made. Uh, I've been in there for some awesome games since 2014. The environment, not only for just it being the game is at noon, on any game that I had been to, the crowd was on fire on Sunday. Um, how much of a lift do they really give you and how much of a difference does it make to come back and play in front of that awesome crowd? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it. I think our record when Castle Guard is the way that it is, uh, kind of speaks for itself. I mean, we've beaten Duke, uh, UNC, and UVA, um, who are probably our you know our three biggest wins this season when they've been um, there rocking. So I mean, there's there's no doubt about the impact that they have um, and just how loud they get. But they were awesome uh, yesterday, um, and yeah, I mean, they're they're amazing. So uh, shout out to them. They really uh, really do their part. So moving on to rapid fire, it's not always so rapid, but they're kind of random questions. So just take them as they take them as they come. The first one, I love this one. I ask everybody this: if you could have dinner with four people, dead or alive, and you have to pick the restaurant as well, who are those four people? Now we've gotten a lot of like mom and dad. Like we're gonna we're gonna say that those are already your top four picks. So who, you know, celebrity, former basketball players. That that is that's what we're looking at. Mm, wow. Okay. Dead or alive? Um, one, I'm going to go – I know this, this is going to sound lame and kind of redundant, but I'm going to go Drake. Uh, so I'm, a, I'm a big Drake fan. Always have Two weeks in a row. We had Drake from Hunter yeah. as well. Yeah, I'm going to go Drake for one. Um, two, oh, try not to stall here. Um, I should have watched Hunter and some of those other guys' episode. I'm curious to see what they said. Uh, <laughs> we've had we've had some we've had some we've gone everywhere from Buddha to Christopher Columbus to George Washington. I mean, it's been it's been all over the place. Yeah, um, I'll say Drake. I'll say I'll say Elon Musk. I'll say Elon Musk. Okay, uh, there's one. I'll say uh, Jeff Bezos. I'll say, and I'll do, um, I'll do George Washington. George Washington. Okay. So you didn't pick, you didn't pick, uh, you went with all people who were alive except George Washington. Yeah. We didn't have like a date. So does there, is there a celebrity crush that John Camden has out there? Uh, this is funny that I say this because this seems to be a reoccurring name. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll, I'll go Margot Robbie though. That's right. I do want to issue an apology. I do want to issue an apology to uh, – now that post did get a lot of love with Sean Padula and Margot Roby. Um, it appears that Sean Padula's real-life romantic interests did not like that very much and neither did her friend group. So I do want to issue uh, an apology to uh, to them. So yeah, wanted to yes, – I'm sure. <laughs> uh, as an Eagles fan oh, from yeah. Pennsylvania, That's expectations good. for the Super Bowl. Yeah, th- throw in uh, throw in Jalen Hurts and take out uh, George Washington. Okay, okay. While, while we're at it. Okay. Actually, this is for the Super Bowl. I mean, we're we're taking it all. Um, I mean, it's 
it's about that time. Um, I don't, I don't think much else needs to be said. Dylan Hurts, MVP. Uh, that's about it. I'm just devastated that I won't be able to go home for the parade. Mm-hmm. But loudest. What is the loudest moment that you have heard Castle Coliseum? I know the. I know the memory yes, bank yes. isn't very long. Last bacon, night. Yeah, bacon, bacon last night. Bacon, bacon last night. I was, was. I was. I was literally getting ready to box out the free throw shooter for UVA, and I'm like. There's just no way he makes this free throw. Like, <laughs> you can't, like, you can't, literally can't focus. There's no way he makes this free throw. I was, so I'm like, okay, I, I got to make sure I box him out because this ball is not going in. And sure enough, it did not go in. Shout out to Smithfield. Shout out to Castle Coliseum. That was, that was, I, that is probably the loudest. I actually have a text. I'll pull it up. I'll pull it up from our guy, Will. And he, uh, He's, he said, "I've been to going get to game. I've been going to games my entire life, and I've sat pretty much every single place you possibly can in that stadium. But yesterday was the loudest I've ever heard that place when everybody got the bacon. It was unbelievable. It was unbelievable in that moment. So, um, what about the toughest road trip or toughest environment that you had faced uh, outside of Castle Coliseum? Yeah, um, this year I would say I would say at Clemson." Mm-hmm. Um, Clemson, Clemson had a a big uh, student turnout, um, and whenever they get a, whenever someone you know has a big student turnout, then um, you know it gets pretty loud. Um, so I would say Clemson for us, and that was a, I mean that was a tough game. We almost had them, should have had them. Favorite place to eat in Blacksburg? Mm, um, favorite place to eat in Blacksburg? I'll go. I'll go Roots. Shout out to Roots Natural Kitchen. I, yeah. I was figuring you'd go to Roots because we've seen we've seen a couple of TikToks with the Roots stuff. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, Roots is good stuff. Roots great people, great food. That's right. That's right. Um, who on the team has the weirdest pregame routine or practice route? Is there anybody on the team that just does something just weird all the time that kind of stands out? Uh, routine wise, definitely got definitely got a lot, bunch of weirdos. No, I'm just playing, but um, I'm routine- sure you do. <laughs> routine wise. Um, Hunter's great about his routine, but it's not in a weird way. Um, I heard, I heard, I haven't seen it this year, but I heard, uh, uh, uh Lynn Kidd is my roommate, and I heard last year he, he just was a huge on Rice Krispie treats. And I heard he, you know, he stuck a Rice Krispie treat up his, uh, up his, uh, you know, shorts. It was like eating during <laughs> practice during practice one time. So, uh, I'll go, I'll go Lynn Kidd with the Rice Krispie treats. Shout out to Lynn Kidd, great player. Great dude. Let's keep shooting cheap at the shorts. I mean, with the guy, with the way that guy's playing, he can he can do whatever he needs yeah, to do. So, uh, Lynn Kid always good for nine minutes of post uh, of uh, of post play masterclass. So, um, keep doing your keep doing your thing, Lynn Kid. Um, what are you watching right now, John? Anything on Netflix? Anything on HBO? What uh, what are you watching? I started. I just started actually Billions, um, which is on. I think it's on Amazon Prime Video. Um, but it's good. It's, it's about, it's like a drama about like, um, you know, stocks and, uh, hedge funds and stuff like that. It's pretty interesting. Uh, but I'm looking forward to OBX season three. That's what I'm looking forward to. Any, any show that you have that stands alone for you as best show ever for me, Sopranos and Breaking Bad are untouchable. I tried the game of throne things. I couldn't get into it. I I recognize it's greatness. It just wasn't for me. I, you know, dragons and stuff. It didn't do it for me. Respect the Breaking Bad pick a lot. I'm going to go prison break. Prison Break's a little before your time, so you must have been watching that at like oh, yeah. on like Netflix or something. Okay. Yep. Back when it was on uh, Netflix, watched that you know every season. Uh, but yeah, great show. If Absolutely. you like Prison Break, you got to check out Twenty Four and you got to check out Lost. 
those were both big around lost, that. Yeah, I remember lost. I watched. I watched all of lost. Yeah, lost is good. Lost is good. Lost got, um, a little, got, a little though. got a little weird down the stretch. It did, yeah. Well, that typically happens with cable TV. They go too long. Same thing's yeah. happening with the. I, I th- I'm pretty sure the Walking Dead is still on. That show should have stopped like ten years ago. But <laughs> whatever. Um, I know you're big on TikTok. Um, I want to ask you a little bit about the haircutting. Uh, first of all, who's who's your teammate who has the mullet? Uh, Michael Ward. Michael Ward, amazing yeah. mullet, and I didn't yeah. know it was credit to you. So well done with the mullet. Um, okay. Is the hair one? Is John Camden Enterprises charging for haircuts? And number two, who has gotten a haircut from John Camden? Yeah, so actually, Michael Ward was my first client. Um, in charge. <laughs> You know, I, I was begging him to do something with his hair. Um, I literally cut his hair with this, the same stuff I do to trim up my own beard. So it was very, oh. very low. At the last second, I was like, let me just set my phone up. Because if I mess this up, then this is going to be an hilarious TikTok. And I, I feel like I, I did a solid job. But I didn't really mess it up. Um, but I think people still like that video. But, uh, yeah, he was my first client. Um, and, um, yeah, shout out to my board. Good money-making opportunity. We had uh, Jack Click was the guy on the football team, and he would set up a chair after practice, and it got to the point where he'd be cutting 15, 20 guys' hair on the team right. um, and uh, got better. I don't think he even knew how to do it before he got it. He just kind of bought the clippers and was like, hey, I'm going to start cutting hair and got yeah. pretty damn good at it. Save, uh, so got a little bit of an opportunity there. Yeah, um, I guess last question, just kind of tell me how you've enjoyed your first year. I know you came from Memphis. Um, you know, you've carved out a nice role for yourself. You got things that you were working on. What has it been like to be ingrained in the Virginia Tech community, work with this staff? Uh, just how has your experience at Virginia Tech been thus far? Yeah, I've loved it. Uh, this has been such a fun year. Um, and just being at like a, a big school, because Memphis is a commuter school, so it's not a very big school. So just being at a big school um, just has that community feel to it. Um, and then just being around positive people um, every single day. Like I said, even when we were losing, um, you know, they were always just bringing – uh, bringing good energy. Um, so being around good people on a daily basis like that. Um, and then just the school spirit here is um, unlike any other. So I've loved my first year for sure. A buzzer beater, two buzzer beater questions for you from Will Trent. Actually, he wants to know how the nickname Johnny Cash came about. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Johnny Cash came about uh, actually when I was in Memphis um, and I had a I know Johnny Cash had a little little spike to his hair. I actually had even more of a little spike to my hair um, down in Memphis. Um, and then, yeah, when I would when I would hit threes, uh, so my teammates just called me, uh, started calling me just Johnny Cash, kind of out of nowhere. Um, and it's kind of just rolled with me since. I think it's a good nickname um, for the basketball court for sure. And uh, last one here, what is your TikTok strategy? Sons of Saturday are still working on their TikTok. And for those of you, when this drops, Will Trent will have put out his uh, – his game day reel from the UVA game. But for someone who's getting into the TikTok game, what are some of the strategies? How do you uh, how do you become TikTok famous? Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's there's two keys. And for me, like I don't I'm not really posting uh, right now at this point in the season just because you know uh, you know prioritizing and uh, things of that nature. But um, I would say the two keys are, are number one, consistency. Uh, as with all things, you got to put out um, a good amount of content. You know, two 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 videos a day, whatever the case is. Um, and then quality. They got to be got to got to meet the quality standard in some category, uh, whether that be you know funny or um, like a high, HD high quality video or whatever the case is. Uh, but you just have to reach a, a target audience and kind of find your niche and find the followers that you want to relate to. 
Um, and then, yeah, just start pumping content. John Camden, eight games left. Appreciate you jumping on. Congratulations on an awesome, awesome win, and we're looking forward to watching the game against Boston College on the 8th. Thank you, man. Thanks for having me. Time to wander, tripping in the sand. We smoke out windows, drink till we can't stand. But I saw you dance like you want to in my head. And all that she said is, Oh, I know it's what you're thinking. Please don't go sleeping. Trash my friend's place. Wake up the next day. you